were here last Sunday. You can see by hand, okay. That's quite almost all of you were here. Can I just check something? What did you hear? What registered in your heart? I don't want you to refer to your notebook. It must be here. Who can tell me what he learned last week that stayed with him? The topic we treated, and if you can't even say the topic, but something specific that you thought God was gracious to you about, and you were able to... Yes, let me see by hand. Is there anyone here? Something you learned. Mabna, you've forgotten. Got up and... Okay, then get up. I have a mic here. JB, can you just turn this mic on? Because I like... I want to hear. Because, you see, I, want, I don't want to feel that. I come and preach, and when you finish, you go and eat your banku and you forget. Peace and many blessings. Peace and many blessings. I learned Jesus is our foundation. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's all. Okay. Who else? Papa Police, Michael, don't worry. I just want only three people, quickly. Take it to Papa Police, my friend. I also learned that uh, as Christians, we should shine as the silver and the brass, and the, uh, as silver and the gold, but not as the wood. Because wood, when it passes through fire, it burns. Amen. Amen. One last person. Michael, I didn't want you to talk today. Who else? Mommy police. You know, now my friends are police people. So we have them in the church. Mommy police is over there. You don't know my police is lifting her hands. Peace and many blessings. Peace and many blessings. You must, I learned that you must build your own life and that of the others. Mm. Praise God. All right. At least somebody remembers something. Hallelujah. Because you see, as a pastor, you need to check from time to time. Whether they bring their big, big notebook and just write and after that they go and close it. I want that when you are hearing the word of God, you hear it and it stays in your spirit. Amen. And so... Gifty, it's good to see you. Welcome back. Hallelujah. Now, we're building on from that. Last week, we extensively spoke on what kind of building you are putting on this great foundation, which is Jesus. Because there is no other foundation that can ever be laid except that which has been Uh, laid already. And the Bible was very specific saying that you can build by gold, you can build by silver, by precious stone, by straw, by hay, and all of that. And so, I want you to note that these are very important things that you ought to assign yourself to do. Amen. Now, this morning... We are also going to touch on a very crucial matter that the Lord seemed to be laying strongly on my heart after the Sunday service. And this one is, God looks for fruitfulness from His children. Hallelujah. God looks for fruitfulness from His children. And I want you to know that it is impossible to be barren. You have to be fruitful. 
Praise the Lord. Oh, you won't say amen? Okay, then I will pray. Father, thank you for this morning and thank you for our gathering. We ask that your word will have a free course, bringing us understanding and causing us to have the benefits of your word by becoming fruitful. I'm grateful to you, great teacher, Holy Spirit, who will help us to understand your word and to be established in your way. Lord, give each one of us a heart to receive and give each one of us understanding, ability to keep the word of God and to live by it. In Jesus' name, we have prayed and everyone said, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 28, the Bible says that, then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every clippling thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him. And, uh, sorry, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over all living things that move on the earth. Amen. Most of you know the creation story, so I will not spend much time on it. God took the soil. He formed man in his image, lifeless, and then he came down and put his nostrils into his own and breathed into him and man became a living soul and then when man has become a living soul I was quite particular about the first instructions first things are very important praise the Lord the Bible says God blessed them now when the man woke up and you know very simple. The God put him back to sleep again. And then he removed his rape and formed a woman out of it. And then the two of them now came. And then as they were standing in front of God, listen to what God said. Be blessed, my children. And then he goes further to give instructions. Be fruitful. Hallelujah. You know, I... I, I don't want to add the multiplication and all of this. But there's something I want you to see. God has always been very much interested in fruitfulness of his people. Praise the Lord. And I, I, I know that when I talk about fruitfulness, the first thing that will occur to you is because of the list 
Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue dominion over fish, sea, and the bed of the air. Every living thing. Fine, 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 fine. You know something? I want you to know that if the concentration was only on all the things around us, that would have been... You see, this instruction, when it came, there was no sin in man. Praise the Lord. Do you get it now? So... I can see God and I can see man in action who if he took a fowl to slaughter to eat, he will say, oh, bless the Lord. The Bible says that in all things give thanks unto the Lord. As much as he has access to everything and he must be in control of everything, This man would always acknowledge God in everything he does. True or false? Because there was no sin in him. But as soon as sin took place, these days men don't care anymore, be multiplied, so they multiply anyhow. And their multiplication is all all had to do with money. My this, my that, my that. And there is no God in it. I hope you are understanding what I'm trying to say. Hallelujah. But, as we advance further, you will see that the kind of multiplication that God is looking for is not something that you and I must joke with. Praise the Lord. Are you okay? You are not feeling sleepy? Because I will not let you sleep. Hallelujah. Now, God says be fruitful. My, I am so interested in this matter because I have come to the conclusion for me, Dennis, that idleness, unproductivity, And I'm not talking about productivity only in different things that don't even bring glory to God. I'm talking about productivity that brings something to honor God. Praise the Lord. That's that's, that's where we are getting to. So God looks for fruitfulness from his children. Now, I don't know how many of us, but if I can plead with you, just pay attention for this short time that we have, because this matter that God is raising in my heart, I know by his grace that we can chat on it for not less than two hours, because they are quite heavy. They are not something that's 45 minutes sort of thing. But we'll see how God will bring us to Having to take something home. Praise the Lord. Everybody say, be fruitful. Now you can ask your neighbor, are you fruitful? I'm not sure. I'm not talking about plenty of children, eh? (laughs) Hallelujah. But it's good, it's good, it's good. It's good to have plenty of children. It's very good. Those who can give me seven in this church, I'll be most grateful. Alright, so do it for me. If you won't do it for your husband, do it for me. 
Amen. Now, I see all through the Bible that God takes this matter of fruitfulness so serious. So serious that now I'm beginning to understand that no wonder it was the first instructions and first statement to man after he has created him. Be fruitful. You know, I have never thought about it, that that was the first thing that God told his people. He blessed them and said, be fruitful. I've never thought of it. was when I was studying that my teacher taught me that you know that this is a serious message. And I said, okay, I understand, sir. Now, I want to bring your attention. I don't want to spend too much time in Genesis because it may take me far. But I wanted you to understand that fruitfulness is something that God looks for in the life of every believer without exemptions. Praise God. Nobody is exempted. So my prayer to God for you is that as you listen, you will rise up and become fruitful. In Luke chapter 13, we will read verse 6, 7, 8, and 9. Luke 13, 6, 7, 8, and 9. Um, do you want to do me the honors by reading for me? Every one of you, okay? So when I give the instructions, we go. One, two. Seeking for fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and found none. Why does it use up the ground? Repeat. Just, just let them repeat this side for me quickly. One, two. Then the best nine. Hallelujah. I don't know. By even the reading of this alone, it's a bother to my heart. Praise the Lord. Oh, why are you slowing down? I said praise the Lord. Hallelujah. At least it shows me that there's somebody here. You know, I have been privileged to preach to 7,000 people and all of that. Even if it is two people, I will still preach. And my voice will be very loud. Probably that's what God gave me. So I must make use of it properly. Amen and amen. Now, crucial statements said by Jesus in this matter, which I beg you, listen carefully. In the verse 6, where we read from, said, He spoke a parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking for fruit on it and found none. First thing, I think I've mentioned it in this church. Jesus spoke a lot of parables to people, and he didn't explain them. 
And sometimes it was a bother to his disciples that how can you be speaking to these people? How can you talk to our people and you don't want them to understand what you are talking about? The disciples were worried. This is, there are quite a lot of parables in the Bible that Jesus never explained why. There are quite a lot. And you know what I do? When I come across those ones that Jesus never said anything, I must be honest with you, I go to the Lord and I say, Holy Spirit, show me what Jesus meant. Because I don't want to brush over the thing. I don't think you came to church to sleep. I don't think you came to church to sleep. So release your hands and listen. It will be good for you, okay? Okay. Then I go to the Holy Spirit and I say, Holy Spirit! What is Jesus saying? And may I say to you, church, sometimes I tremble at what he says to me in those parables. Hallelujah. In the verse 6, listen. He also spoke a parable. May I say to you, if you don't have understanding, you can gross over, you can walk over this. But let me tell you something. This parable, short parable, is so heavy that if God gives us time, we will not be able to exhaust it. Even when he, we have the time. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his... In his... That alone was a problem, a problem for me. What is the vineyard? Where is the vineyard? What is he talking about? And I heard my teacher say to me, You have been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. You are inside. Hey. Who? That's a serious matter then. So if you are born again, may I tell you that you are in the vineyard of the Lord. It's a good time to say amen. You are in. You are in. It is, you know, I can only thank God. I could read this and brush over it. But you are in. Once you believe you are born again, may I announce to you that you are in. If I am in, then I think that it's, so, it's, it's a big problem. Apparently, he comes to look for something fruitful in my life. Praise the Lord. I don't know when he does that. But if I can catch it from the scripture, he said something which is important. We will come to that too. A certain man had originally planted in a vineyard and he came seeking fruit. And you know, apparently, we will come to that. But I know that you remember that you read something such as he comes every year. So I concluded that since is the word of the Lord, it is possible that some of us are being visited by the Lord every year for assessment. And it was a border. 
not a small matter to me. Can you imagine the Lord visiting you? He's not making it too frightening. He's not appearing to you in dream. So it may make you seem as if he has not come. That is the matter. It could be sitting in church on Sunday morning. And a message is being preached. And God is asking, where is your fruit? I don't know. I'm only being honest with you. I don't know how it happens to other people. When they are with the word of God and with the Holy Ghost. But let me concentrate on Dennis. Yesterday, it was quite a lot of activity. Funerals, naming, and I, I was torn, quickly touch here. I must be honest with you, please don't die now because I don't like funerals. Amen? Or oh, you want to go, you won't say amen. I don't like funerals very much. So I don't want you to die. So you say amen and stay here for a little while. Hallelujah. Because too much of those things. So after I have gone here, gone there, gone there, gone there, da, la, 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 on my way home, Uncle Joe, then I heard the Holy Ghost say something. The church of Ephesus. I said, church of Ephesus. This is covenant family. So let me go and look church of Ephesus. Of course I knew. So I took my Bible when I got home. And when I opened my Bible and the message to the church of Ephesus. But I do, I trembled. Because I saw the message to that church. It was one of the few churches, if you examine carefully, it was an excellent church. They were not misbehaving. They were very good. In fact, they were, they, they had so much Holy Ghost that they were able to descend a man who calls himself an apostle and he's not an apostle. They were such a church with alertness in the spirit. And then come down there, the Lord said, I have somewhat against you. And I was wondering, such a beautiful church, what would God have against them? Grace, God said, I have one thing, your first love. Hey, Man's first love towards God. Ah, it troubled me. Do you know when you are a child of God and you are doing everything, you are witnessing, living a holy life, um, this, that, that, that. Do you know you can be very confident? You are not minding me. You know you can be very confident that you are going to heaven. Only to get to the gate and God said, you want to come here, your first love is, far, is not there. See, I never want to scare you. That's not it. 
But when I read scripture and I see what my, my teacher brings out, it shakes me. And so I was sobbing yesterday in the afternoon before my wife came. She too had a lot of activity. I, I said, Lord, please help me. And you know, one of the prayers I prayed is, is found in Thessalonians. The Bible said, Lord, direct my heart to the love of God and to the coming of the Lord. I was just reciting that. Because if Ephesus was such a good church, and Ephesus was doing well, and Ephesus was told that I have somewhat against you, then, then it's cry now. So if you have ever thought that you're going to heaven, it's as cheap as you think you have been. I want to only beg you that don't take it light. There's a message going around by Benny Hinn. Those of you with the WhatsApp. Some of you have had the writings. When I, my wife showed me the first time about the writing, I didn't take it very much because there were too many things in it. I didn't think it was so accurate. But when I heard him speak for himself, and it was as simple as he had a heart attack. And he, of course, he calls it a dream. He said so, but I think it's a vision. And he was in line. And Jesus was standing there. And there was a woman she, he knew playing an organ. And if you have lived a life pleasing to the Lord, when you got to the place, the woman plays such a wonderful music and bah, you are in heaven. Played such a wonderful music and then, those of you with my, with my, with my okay, I've been warned to stand here so everybody can see, okay. Uh, according to Benahim, Jesus was not Jesus was not talking. But if the woman played the music very well, heavily music, fantastic one, and Jesus did this, the person was allowed. If Jesus, if the woman played the music, but that is sorrowful music, Jesus did this. And he was carried away to the destination. So Benihin, this is what he said. When he got there, Jesus didn't do this. He didn't do this. And immediately he was sent back. And when he came back, he said, then the Lord spoke to him and said, second chance. So when we become too excited about preachers and what we, they have done, they have built churches and all of this, my, I'm begging you, love can Jesus. Do you think today you are ready to let me really preach? Your fufu will not spoil. Sometimes allow God to be able to go into your heart. I haven't started the sermon. We are in the introduction. The man said, I thank God that he didn't say anything. But when I came back, and listen to what he said, money, buildings, all of this, I don't care. I only want Jesus Christ. Immediately, 
It made me remember. That's no wonder when the Holy Ghost said, Ephesus, when I went back, then I understood that. Ephesus had done an excellent job, but Ephesus had lost their first love. May I beg you, if you're a Christian, spend time with Jesus. Let him talk to you. Let him mention things to you. Son, we need to arrange this matter carefully because you are becoming too proud. If you can have that, you have a problem in your life. May you hear the voice of the Lord. I spoke two, two Wednesdays ago. God gave me a word and I spoke about this good conscience matter. I myself, as I was speaking, it was, I went home and I thought about it again. Last Sunday, when I was ministering, may I tell you, the word was like a fire to myself and I thought it was the only me. And so I was thinking about the foundation. What are you building? During the week, in much interaction with Pastor Bimpo, and then he, he too apparently was being fired up and he said many things from that subject that really came back to me and taught me a lot of things. My brother... I don't know how I can tell you this. I don't want you to assume that it is very easy to enter heaven. The devil will get you to be casual and think that this pastor, why is he always talking like this? But that will be too late. Take some of these matters serious. I want to hear you say amen. Since you want to go and eat your jollof rice, I'm coming. Listen. Vineyard was my first question. Where is the vineyard? He said, oh, you don't know? See, because Jesus didn't explain this one. So I have to find out from the Holy Ghost who had to now tell me. Say, vineyard is you. You used to be in the kingdom of darkness and now I've translated you are in. So you have no excuse. I say, okay, I hand over my gloves. I, I, I understand. So now let me think about how fruitful I can become. And he comes seeking uh, to find some fruit. Immediately I was like, oh my, my, what, what, what can I present to God? What can I present to God? You know, huh. in the week, thank God for my brother, we we're thinking about Marie. And all of this. And I had to make some serious sharp statements. And at the right time I will tell you. Hallelujah. Ah. If Jesus ever came to visit you and wants to take a fruit from you. Do you think that you will know? It is a question I want to ask you. Because he is not coming in a form of earthquake. He will come in a very cool manner. But I pray that. Do you know that sometimes, even in church, that's when he will raise the matter? Even through the sermon. I'm sure the Lord is raising a matter with the ones who can hear. That's why the Bible says that those who have ears, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. 
in the next verse. Would you like to read that for me? Because me and you must settle this matter today. One, two. Then he said to the keeper of the vineyard, Look, for three years, I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree. And every year I come, none. Every year I come, none. Every year I come, none. Before we go further, I want to ask you a question. Who is the keeper in this case? Who is the keeper? Who is going to help me out? Yes? My sister says Jesus, yes? Jesus, yes? Who else has a a different opinion? The church is quiet. Who, 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 Who is the keeper here? You see, so since Jesus didn't explain the parable to us, me and you two, we are like the Pharisees. Hallelujah. Uncle Joe, if you were a child, I would have given you some something. Uncle Joe said, the Holy Spirit, I couldn't agree better with him. Praise the Lord. Now listen to this. He will keep you. He will guide you into all truth. He will remind you. It is the Holy Spirit. Jesus comes around. The Father gives instructions. What is the use of this child of ours? And the Bible says that Jesus is on the right hand of the Father. Making intercessions for us. Now may I ask you, what do you think Jesus is asking for? When he says... He is at the right hand of the Father making intercessions. For What do you think? Father, give them cocoa. Father, give them cars. Father, let them build ten houses. That's not the kind of prayer which has been prayed for you in heaven. No! Don't let no man deceive you. Cut it, the tree down. Then Jesus said, Father, give him one more year. The Holy Spirit, the keeper, now comes around. And you know, it's very beautiful. Teacher, you know what he does? As you hear some of this, then he's convicting your heart. Are you hearing what you are saying? What you are hearing? Be very careful. Do you remember this case? You know, one day the Lord said to me, what I say to you, I say to all of them. Then one day again, he said to me, I have different ways of ministering to my people in the church. Because whenever I am speaking through you, it goes in different dimensions and everybody understands it differently. Because I touch on the matter that concerns them. So it may be a sermon which has one topic, but as it flows... There is a way of it coming to all of us. Three years. 
Do you know this parable was said by Jesus? I, I tell you, I take it very seriously. Why? Because it was the master himself. Cut it down. Ah. Eh. Eh. Those who don't understand tree is frightening. Hallelujah. The next thing that bothered me most, the next thing that bothered me most is the last statement. No. You've gone too high up. Let's go back to When he said, cut it down. Then he said, why does it use up the ground? What does that mean? Why does it use up the ground? Hey, praise the Lord. Are you listening to me? Are you sure? Why does it you you remember the parable the parable of the talent when he gave go and work with this that 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 and then later on when he came and everybody was giving you remember the last guy who who dug the ground and put it there and some of the things that he was told the Bible said he was told in his face you could have put the money at the bank at my return there would have been interest and I can tell you if the brother did that he would not have been asked to go condemned because after all prophet has come fruitfulness is what God is looking for. Tell your neighbor fruitfulness is what God... Touch them. Tell them fruitfulness. Touch fruitfulness is what God is looking for. Hallelujah. Amen. Nobody touch you, eh? Fruitfulness is what God is looking for. Would you pardon me? I, I don't know how you see the Bible. But sometimes I cry not because somebody can whip me. Even military can shoot me. If they shoot me, they have helped me. I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. But when I begin to ask myself, Dennis, for three years when he came, what did he find? I myself, I can't answer. I can only ask him, direct my heart to the love of God so that I'll be safe. Praise the Lord. Come with me to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 7 and 8. Probably somebody can help. I, I would have loved for you to read, but yeah. Hebrews. Okay, it's all right. Go ahead. Is it not all? 
Okay, if you have one, which is, give this one, the black. Is this working? Is it? Okay. For the earth which drinks in the rain that often comes upon it and bears herbs useful for those by whom it is cultivated receives blessing from God. But if it bears thorns and berries, it is rejected and near to being cursed. Whose end is it to be burned? Hallelujah. Amen. I don't think that you really understood this. You see, listen to this. It says that, verse 7, For the earth which drinks in the rain, that often comes upon it. You see, you see, you see, you see these trees. The reason why they are green is not because we water it. And in fact, even if we want to take it as having watered it, the earth receives, or the tree receives, the rain, and it nourishes it to the ground. So when the Bible says for the earth which drinks in uh, for the for the earth which drinks in the rain that often comes upon it bears herbs useful for those by whom it is cultivated. We you know you know how we get our food? We get our food from the ground, isn't it? Is there any food that is coming from the top? Everything we eat, pineapple, cassava, Yam. Huh? Rice. Even potato. Everything is from the ground. And the ground receives the rain which God pours on it. And then it nourishes. Now, when the earth, listen to this, when the earth has received the rain, and the earth is producing and it produces and cassette tongues. When you are going to your farm and you have planted something like yam and there is tongue around it, what do you do to it? You are not minding me. I like the way Sister Hope is putting it. You uproot it. You cut it down. Isn't it like that? Farmers. Now those of you who have grown in Accra, you don't know any farming. But the farmers, they go and, you know, I don't need any tongue. I need something that is profitable. So God is saying that after the Holy Ghost. Because earlier verses... If you read one of the things you would come in that Hebrews, you would come across that those of us who have received the word of God and be convinced by the Holy Ghost and this and that and that and that and that. When we turn away from that, there is no repentance for us. There are verses like that. But let me come to this. I want you to understand so you can get it very clear that God is nourishing you up every Sunday. Nourishing you up. I bring in different people. Many people are speaking to us. I preach. Pastors are preaching. All of this is the work of the Holy Spirit to try to, to make you become fruitful. Because in there, the scripture we read has stated that 
Lord, give it another one more year and I'm going to put fertilizer. Praise the Lord. So, as I dig around it and I put fertilizer and I put water on it, it's supposed, and you don't know, many of us have underestimated how much God is doing with us. He is nourishing us in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, in the gathering. In all of this, we are saying that, no, you can do it. We, we won't mind you. But I pray today that as you go home, your attitude will change. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Whose end is to be bent? I will not go there. Come with me back to my main scripture. Praise the Lord. No, let's go back to Luke. Luke is my main scripture. Come down. We are finished with this. For three years, I have come seeking for fruits on this fake tree. And finally, cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? And I've shown you why. The next verse would you like to read this one for me? One, two. Jesus is on the right hand of God. Interceding the Father, I know they are still playing the fool. Give them another chance. I know they will repent, Lord. He said, how long? He said, I know, Lord. Please. See, so when I hear God, when I hear the Bible says that Jesus is at the right hand of God making intercessions for us, I don't take it lightly at all. He's praying for us. He's pleading. You know, I believe with all my heart that he stops the Father by saying, Father, remember what I went through. And let's give them the chance. The Holy Spirit is there. He sees He's going to convict them. And then any time the Holy Spirit convicts you and you say, Lord, I'm so sorry for this, please, immediately forgiveness comes. Hallelujah. Verse 9. And if it bears fruit, well, that's, that's also quite serious. Well, I've done my part. But... If not, after that you can cut it down. Hmm. After. May none of us be cut down when we have nothing to show. Not to man but to God. If Benny Hinn, who had had the gospel preached in almost everywhere in the world, many healed from his own mouth, that as I was approaching, I was trembling. And the more I went further, the more I was so afraid. And now finally he has a chance of coming back to this earth. 
He says, I don't care. I don't care. Money, buildings, da, 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 da. All I want is to be with Jesus. He's my first love. I plead for mercy for me. And I plead for mercy for you too. Hallelujah. You know, I know that. I I will stop soon. But I know that many of us have viewed the word of God in a very narrow way. May the Lord open your understanding. May the Lord let you know that he means business. May the Lord cause you to stand well. You know, one statement Benny Hinn made, he said, I must finish well. May the Lord make you finish well. May the Lord make me finish well. God, I was going to take you to Matthew chapter 3, but... I have a restraint. I will not go there. As I come to a close, anything in this life that you don't use it for the glory of God, you will not bear much fruit. The book of Timothy will tell you the things that you are blessed with. Even money. Use it to purchase eternal life. Don't be stingy. He said, I am 63 years old. I don't know, and that's a man of faith, eh? He said, I don't know when I will be called. And now the rest of the time, I shouldn't lose my first love. There were some significant statements that a man made. He said, there's an unction of an office. And do you understand that? If you have an unction, he said, You can stand to preach and miracles will happen anyway because there's an unction in that office. But it doesn't exempt you. you, No, it it exempts you. Why? As for God, He will glorify His name. But for you! I want to stop my preaching. Because if I continue, some of you may not have the heart for it. But I pray I beg you, take God serious. 
Sometimes myself, I fear some of the sermons he put in my mouth. I'm being honest with you. They are heavy. And I say, Lord, help me. Would you stand to your feet for a minute? Thank you. Stand for a minute. Can we be quiet for a moment? Would you, would you, would you please From the deepermost part of you, I beg you, would you say to God, Lord, help me to save you well. Would you open my eyes? If I have been casual, please help me. I want to beg you. It's a serious time. Would you, from the spirit man to your soul, even if your mouth is not moving, it's alright, but if there can be a communication in this few two minutes, If the Lord were to come, if He came yesterday, even if He came this morning to you, looking for a fruit, what would you show to Him? What is your convincing proof to God that indeed, Lord, this is what I'm showing to you? What, what is it? Some of us are too casual. And I pray God He will do something with our lives. Ah. Lord, please have mercy. Sometimes we are very confident. In our own selves, Lord, that we, it's fine. But I thank you for the Holy Spirit. We are praying at this hour, oh God, asking that you will help us. More and more, especially to us as in this church, you, you find ways to bring very serious matters. May we not become forgetful here as Lord. May we not take you lightly at all. We are standing in this holy place this afternoon, O oh God. And we acknowledge that you're moving, coming to visit us all the time. We cannot claim much. All we are.
saying, direct our hearts to the love of God. Fertilize our lives spiritually to become fruitful. If you hear this, our prayer, Lord, we will be happy. But you will hear because we are asking for this in the name of Jesus. I plead, O oh God, let the fertilizer nourish up. You know everything that you can remove, dear Father, that can help us to become nourishable to bear. Do it for us. In the name of Jesus. We are, some of us, our hearts are so broken by your word. But you commend our hearts. You said in your word, if your heart condemns you, you are greater than our hearts. Help us to become fruitful. In the name of Jesus. Amen.